It's always fun when you find a homily under the ambo that you don't know whose it is. I don't know if this is the Protestant pastor who preached this morning or if this is like Monsignor's from a I'm half tempted to just read it and claim it's my own, but I have no idea what it would say or, you know, so. Get behind me, Satan, as well as get away, Satan, are both phrases spoken by the Lord and recorded in scripture. One is addressed to the devil while the other is addressed to St. Peter as if he were the devil. Seems like harsh, not very nice, not inclusive language for the Lord to use. But the Lord knows that sometimes our desire to follow him gets distracted by other voices in our lives. So Jesus wants his people to be peoples of extremes when it comes to resisting sin. This is why he speaks so harshly to St. Peter and the devil. For he has created both St. Peter and the devil. So God loves them both the same. The response they give back to that love is the difference. So God regards both the devil and St. Peter the same, in that they are his beautiful creatures whom he created and therefore he loves. However, just because he has created them does not mean that he will allow anything in creation to stand in his way. He knew that he would have to bring redemption, and in order to do, to do that, he could not let anyone stop him. Jesus was not an oblivious wandering traveler, but he actually had a point to everything he did. So maybe it sounds like the Lord is being a bit extreme in calling one of his disciples Satan. But let's look at Jesus' words and see that Jesus follows his own advice in the gospel. He says in another part, if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. And he also says, unless you come to me hating your mother and your father, your sister and your brother, you cannot be my disciple. So we see that when necessary, Jesus uses division when it serves the purpose to separate people from sinful behavior. We cannot come to the Lord allowing anything to hold us back. So if there is anything about us that does not allow the Lord's glory to shine, then we should proverbially cut it out of our lives. Jesus is not actually endorsing elective, harmful, non-necessary appendage removals. However, he is saying that we must be willing to go to drastic measures to distance ourselves from sin even if that means distancing ourselves from something that we feel is integral to our personality. So when I say that Jesus follows his own advice, I mean this. He is not willing to let heavenly or earthly things stop him from accomplishing his task. If the obstacle comes from a divine origin, meaning that of a fallen angel, Jesus is willing to stand against things made in heaven that resist his will. And when he turns to Peter, his chosen one among the twelve, he makes it very clear that Peter is not necessary for salvation. If Peter chooses, he can assist the Lord. But if he chooses, he can also work against the Lord and his plans. So Jesus uses severely drastic language to make his point. That whenever, I'm sorry, whether we think we cannot change or there are obstacles in our lives 
that are standing between us and holiness, we should be willing to do anything to remove them from our lives. Yet so many of us aren't willing to go that far. We try what we think holiness is for a few days, and when it doesn't jive with the life that we have already crafted, we give up. We get into a pattern of being comfortable. Comfortable with a certain amount of sin in our lives, a certain amount of discord, a certain amount of dysfunction. That is why out of the billions of people that have just existed in the last 2,000 years, only a small handful are known as saints. This is because to become a saint requires a heroic amount of virtue, not just the regular amount most people are willing to give. So to aid us in our journey through life, the church gives us Lent every year as a time to shake ourselves out of whatever state we might find ourselves in, knowing that the Lord always wants to draw us deeper into himself. We will hear, I'm sorry, be very clear we will hear one of two things after we die. When we go to our particular judgment, we will either hear, welcome, my good and faithful servant, enter into my rest. Or we may very well hear the words, get behind me, Satan. For just as through the disobedience of one man, the many were made sinners, so through the obedience of the one, the many will be made righteous. This Lent is an opportunity for us to choose one small thing and change it. Allow the Lord's grace to shine in your life through the observances of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. And be transformed in your heart and in your mind and be fully converted to the Lord.